All right, so let's see. On the on the road here. So let's see. So first off, it does appear that uh, Amazon uh, is looking to get its uh, drone delivery program off the road. Um, they are estimating they're going to be able to be uh, delivering packages in California later this year. Uh, it's the first time the company plans to use drones for customer deliveries in the United States. Um, other companies like Alphabet and Walmart have already started to make similar flying deliveries. Um, the fun part here is that uh, Alphabet and Walmart, uh, I, I believe, really got started after Amazon started uh, developing their tech. Um, I'm really I'm, I'm gonna... uh, but, uh, other, uh, but Amazon is just now getting behind uh, or getting started on this. So uh, it's going to be uh, focused in Lock, Lockford, California later this year. And uh, they have plans to deliver products into the backyards of residents uh, in Lockford, California, which is about 40 miles south of Sacramento, and will use feedback from the service to improve its system. Amazon said the drone technology can detect and fly around obstacles like chimneys. Um, it can also detect moving objects on the horizon like other aircraft, even when it's hard for people to see them. If obstacles are identified, our drone will automatically change course to safely avoid them. Um, let's see. Uh, the drone also makes sure there aren't people, animals, or other obstacles at the delivery site. So, I mean, all basic tech, all stuff that we've seen on other drones. Um, hopefully, Amazon has had some success with keeping uh, their delivery drones up in the air. Um, and, uh, yeah, they can uh, see where they go with that. Um, pretty interesting. What have I done? Sorry, my Discord's misbehaving here. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, next, I've got uh, DARPA is seeking wireless in-flight drone recharging. Um, the fun part with this is I don't know that they are... The article, it shows pictures of Mag Mavics, um, but I don't know that they're meaning Mavics. So... Um, the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency has issued a request for information for any technology or solution that enables aircraft tankers to recharge drones in flight. Uh, according to the agency, the tech must fit on existing U.S. Air Force KC-46 and KC-135 refueling tankers and deliver 100 kilowatts of power. The recharging station uh, must also be wireless, so the solution should allow tankers to transfer energy through laser energy beam technologies. So this is some uh, Nikola Tesla kind of stuff here. <laughs> so uh, um, DARPA added that the Defense Department has already explored wireless energy transfer for its unmanned systems. This airborne energy well is a potential component of a more expansive energy web of powered uh, power generation, transfer relays, and receiving solutions, enabling the Department of Defense to dynamically allocate energy resources to more 
flexibly deliver military effects. That's a kind of big one. Um, the fun part here is uh, um, DARPA further explained that the drone charging tech must include thermal control to support operations in midair. Um, the equipment must be capable of beam forming laser energy in remote locations. Um, I don't know a whole lot about energy transmission, but recharging via lasers. Alex, this is more up your alley, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> recharging with lasers? I mean... Well, it is a beam of energy. Right, right. Why can't you absorb it? Well, I mean... I'm not saying you're wrong. Well, they there has... I, I remember reading about experimentation with using light bulbs to transmit Wi-Fi or different signals like that or wireless charging through light bulbs. Um, uh, just using those signals that it sends and sending signals through the light to detect things. So it doesn't seem too far off. Okay. It seems well, plausible. All right. I, I mean, I, I'm down with it. I just don't think they're talking about these drones that are. They're not talking about <laughs> Mavics. They're not even allowed to fly Mavics. Right. <laughs> So I, I I'm thinking we're we're looking at uh, large scale drones. I highly but... doubt they would show the pictures of what they're using because that's probably classified. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. DOD. But but seriously, this is this is silly. Um, but I mean, hey, it, I mean, this would be cool technology for you know for consumers as well, right? Imagine being able to yeah, set maybe... up a race course and charge hey, recharge gate in real life. Exactly. Right. We've been asking uh, for it for a while. <laughs> so pretty pretty cool. Pretty interesting to see what comes out of that. All right. So this is something we talked about on our internal Discord, but uh, I, I did want to bring this up because this is so absurd, it's beyond absurd. So, um, so a new bill seeks to address dangerous drone use. U.S. Representatives Peter Meyer, uh, Mike Gallagher, Dina Titus and Josh Gottheimer recently introduced legislation that seeks to create a comprehensive federal restrictions to prohibit the most dangerous drone uses. Uh, the Drone Act, uh, we've got to come up with a better name than that because how many of those are there going to be? Um, among other provisions, prohibit attaching a weapon to a drone. So we're going to pause right there. And we're going to flip over to a we're new gonna page pick over apart here. Each this of is these things. Yes, because this is who I am. Um, so this is, for, for those who don't know, this is the, uh, let me zoom in a little bit here so everybody can see. So this is the FAA Reauthorization Act of 2018. So Section 363, prohibitions regarding weapons. In general, unless authorized by the administrator, a person may not operate an unmanned aircraft or unmanned aircraft system that is equipped or armed with a dangerous weapon. Dangerous weapon in this section has a meaning given that the term whatever in the section in, in the United States Code um, and violation of $25,000. So, I'm uh, pretty sure that's already been addressed. And because it's in a in the Reauthorization Act, it's law. It, exactly. It's not a, not a suggestion. Right. And it, so, it's, it's not a reg, it's a law. So two things. One, it's already been taken care of, guys. You know, you for bipartisan support. Great, great job. Um, did you read the bill that you guys voted on in 2018? <laughs> Just throwing that out there. 
Okay, so moving have to on. Read it again. Uh, they might have to. Um, so prohibit the willful removal of drone identification numbers. So, um, fun part is, is that I, as a pilot, my drone doesn't come with these numbers right here. This is something that I put on right there, mandated by the FAA. If I have to fix this thing, sometimes the sticker has got to come off. All right. So, um, that's dumb. And that's not going to do anything. So uh, disabling their transmissions and anti-collision lights. So let's go back to repair. If I have to repair my drone because the transmitter itself stopped working, or I have to disassemble it in order to work on a different part, um, I'm disabling the transmission. I'm turning or off the drone. Right. I'm disabling the transmission just by or unplugging the battery. Anti-collision what? Yeah, exactly. Not so, all drones have anti-collision lights, or no, do they need them? No, right. absolutely Or not. are required to, right. So the last one, uh, I'm pretty sure, is probably law already. Um, anyone attempting to get a prohibited object into a prison by way of drone. So pretty sure that smuggling items into a jail has been illegal for at least the last 50 years. Whether it's a drone or years. a catapult or a weather balloon or whatever. Like, seriously, guys, like, are you just pretending you're working or are we actually I thought that's to what all Cong I thought that's always what Congress did. This is just yeah, to look good for re-election. It could be. So anyway, but drone techno Go ahead, Alex. I was going to say, the one thing that this does do, at least or for some of these is instead of it being a civil penalty, this would be a criminal penalty. That right. That is a major difference. It is. With but, some of these. Well, okay, with one. Either way, you shouldn't really be doing these. So it'd be a but. criminal penalty to attach a weapon to a drone. Okay. I'm pretty sure a lot of states already have legislation. Now, I didn't, I didn't dig that up because I didn't really feel like common sense dictated that I needed to do that. But pretty sure a lot of states already have that legislation. Um, but disabling transmitters, um, removal of drone identification numbers that I put on there myself, um, that's dumb. Yeah, I like that and quote so, there where it talks about, we got to ensure that bad actors can't use drones to facilitate illegal activity and cause harm. Because, you know, all bad actors follow the regulations. And this regulation right. is what's going to stop them from doing it. So, I mean, seriously, how are you going to know that, and just just positing a thing, that I took this sticker off if you don't catch me or my drone? Okay, so if I do something with my drone, not that I would, but if I do something illegal with my drone and I take this sticker off, how are you going to know? Just saying. So it only works if you actually catch somebody. So the act at the time of you catching somebody has already been committed. So we're just stacking charges. Is that what we're doing? Just make sure okay. you've got your GoPro recording you taking the sticker off before you fly. Yes, <laughs> that is vitally important. <laughs> Wait, who put the sticker on in the first place? Well, I mean, if you don't put it on, you can't really be in trouble for not having it, right? So, Sorry. I'm I know guessing, I'm on my soapbox again. But. I'm guessing they're more or less thinking about like the built-in serial numbers of DJI drones and like 
filing oh. them off the drone or something, but yeah, it's ridiculous. This has no serial number. I built it myself. So, and I... That means oops. it's illegal to fly because it doesn't have a serial number. I don't have my sticker. You must on. have taken it off. I, I don't have my sticker on this one, guys. Okay, so, all right. I'll get off my soapbox, but For anyway. you so only, right, Joe? In right, right, uh, apparently. All right, in, so in, it in says, time. it says, at the same time, we must ensure that bad actors cannot use drones to facilitate illegal activity and cause harm to our society. And this is especially important at our southern border where drug and human traffickers are known to use drones to commit crimes and bolster their operations. Not going to get started on that. I live in a border state, so yeah. Um, I'm glad to help lead this effort to modernize existing law, deter criminal activity, and enhance public safety. Or repeat job, existing guys. laws. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, it is what it is. So just throwing that out there. All right, so... Um, I don't think you linked that in the um, Discord oh, I sure for did everyone it. else. Okay. Let me grab that. I will grab that. Let's see. Let me grab that. Just, you know, in case everybody wants to read through <laughs> 463. Just as commonsensical. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is uh, something else that we talked about recently. So uh, this is new uh, seeking comments on a rule waiver uh, for uh, essentially uh, 5.8, 5.9 gigahertz band kind of intrusion and I call it that. It's really not. But uh, essentially, they want to utilize... Um, oh. 5.895 to 5925 uh, gigahertz band uh, for uh, transmission, basically uh, transmission to certain uh, models of cars. Uh, basically, if you've got a car in the last, I don't know, five, ten years, maybe, uh, I know my my truck has this as well. It has communications with uh, for firmware updates and stuff like that for the radio and, and some of the sensors and, and stuff like that. So um, this would fall along those lines. Uh, and this is specifically for... Uh, who did we figure this was for? Oh, the companies. Yeah, there was like yeah. some car companies. Um, for I think it was Ford, Ford uh, Land Rover, Audi. and Audi. I think were the ones. So um, now, if you go through here, um, it actually talks five nine zero five to five nine two five. Why does it say that I, versus what it said at the title? Uh, and that's the thing that we can't figure out here again. It's um, five eight nine five to five nine two five. So I'm wondering if it it's they're specifically looking at these frequencies, but there's like as we know, there's bleed over. There's basically a range where there's bleed over um, in the band. So I'm wondering if they're kind of looking at that. Um. But, oh, that's not going to work. <laughs> I don't have a C drive. <laughs> Let me delete that. And 
do this. I'll just copy this to the decision. Then so, we should try to explain this probably where you're headed next, how this affects FPV pilots. Absolutely. So, um, Dan, can you drop the uh, your frequency sure. chart? I failed and did not get that prepped ahead of time. Not a problem. Perfect. So if we click into there, and I'll pull it up. So as you can see right here, um, that's at the very edge of the amateur band. Uh, in fact, uh, E uh, 9.25 and 945 sit just outside of that. Um, so those would technically not fall within the amateur band. Um, the uh, race band falls inside of it. But if you look at the, the bands on, uh, so the hard lines in each of these is the, the main frequency. The bands that extend other is uh, to either side is the band width of that. And there's uh, oftentimes bleed. So you'll notice in like the fat shark bands, the band bleed sits on top of each other. And this is where you start getting into issues where if you're on too close of a channel, you start uh, uh, getting bleed from maybe your buddy's view. Interference which is why race... from each other. Exactly. So, which is why race band is oftentimes the, the choice, especially for obviously racing, um, because they sit far enough apart where the bandwidths don't overlap. So um, that helps with uh, any kind of interference. So now, um, going back to this, uh, this is going to sit just on the edge. So, right. If you start while... by 5.89, like that starts to get down there into channel, well, right at the edge of channel seven on race band. Right. So, um, there may be a little bit of congestion if this goes through, um, and there's people in your area with one of these vehicles, but I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. Um, I think there would have to be a lot of active um, in-use vehicles in order for it to, to cause uh, a massive amount of congestion. It would probably take a while before a lot of vehicles had it, but it yeah. could be annoying. Like Right now, it's actually really nice to fly on those higher channels because it's out of the range of Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. And so... In the future, that just means there's going to be a lot less chance of finding a really good, clean channel to fly on. It's also interesting that they're slotting it right in there at just beyond the edge of the current 5.8 gigahertz Wi-Fi, and it stops right at the edge of the new 6 gigahertz Wi-Fi range. So it's basically mm -hmm. filling the, the gap that's left between those two Wi-Fi standards. Yep. So uh, is it going to be you know crazy bad? No, I don't think so. Um... They're sitting right on that edge. So uh, I think it's, I mean, even still, even if these cars get populous um, and they're using this, you know, excessively, if you're flying, let's say, in a neighborhood or, or that kind of thing, you'd really need to be flying in a dense city location for this, I think, to have that much of an impact. One of the examples showed they were trying to get like street lights and stop signs and lights and all kinds of stuff to have this to talk to cars so that they could better know their environment when you're driving around so it, yeah, it if that's could the be case, a lot of things that, but yeah so. obviously as we know uh the speed of government would take a long time before that happens yeah well you and know that, 180 that, days turned into a, four years and that's a good point because this document is a uh, request for comments 
on a request for waiver. And so this was initially came out on November 20, 2020. So we're pretty sure that the FCC has taken this decision and it sounds like they're uh, about to release an NPRM. And it does talk a little bit about the, uh, a guidance document that'll go out after comments are received. So we have until 30 days from June 7, 2022 to get comments in on this Federal Register uh, announcement. And then subsequent to that, the FCC maintains that it'll take about one year before they come out with guidance on this. So uh, absolutely uh, to what, uh, Dan, you're saying, with the speed of government, <laughs> this is then this may uh, come into play in approximately mid-2023. But for anybody who is concerned about this, the FAA or FCC is looking for comments on this right now. Yep. So uh, definitely, if you if you do want to comment, keep it professional and polite and just let them know, hey, you know, that's actually intruding on amateur band. Uh, amateur Don't forget, band is there used... are people using this. Yeah, there are people using it. Um, this does uh, intrude on... Uh, Wi-Fi territory, it intrudes on, uh, obviously, our technology and um, will will and can possibly interfere with the own FAA's mandated robot ID program. So, um, there you go. A uh, couple of hit points for you. Uh, is this as big of a deal as we think? No, not really. Um All right, so um, this comes from Alex. Uh, this was a request from him. And while this article makes a lot of sense, it is taken in a military context. Um, but at the same time, I agree. Uh, I think we should stop um, calling military uh, essentially ordnance drones uh, because uh, now... When it's causing policy confusion, it's talking about the difference in uh, military policy, um, not actual public policy. So um, they go on uh, to say words matter, especially when it comes to understanding and overseeing new military technologies. That's why it's especially important to be deliberate and precise in how we talk about a new class of aerial munitions like the switchblade loitering munition, which many, including government leaders, are inaccurately referring to as unmanned aerial vehicles. Uh, defense media immediately picked up on the description. References to UAVs were rapidly dumped down to drones or even suicide drones or kamikaze drones. While such sensational language may drive clicks by tapping into fears of dystopian technology, misleading descriptions do not help leaders make smart policy decisions. We now have a situation where highly sophisticated UAVs, which are mission aircraft by any traditional definition, are being lumped together with a new generation of aerial weapons. So I would extend this even beyond that, in that um, drones have initially, when they when the first word drone uh, came out, they were strongly associated with 
uh, things like uh, Predators and Reaper drones uh, and, and um, military, basically, aircraft. Um, now, if you don't know, like, those types of, uh, uh, of drones, per se, are not small. They are about, I mean, in some cases, half, half the size of a regular military aircraft. Um, they are very much large. They are not anything remotely close to what we fly. And obviously they are military vehicles with weapons attached. Um, now if I were to walk up and I'm sure everybody's experienced this, walk up to somebody and say, I fly drones. There's always going to be that initial first flash of a military aircraft. Um, which is oftentimes while why you will hear people, especially people who have been in the hobby a long time, they call them multi-rotors, they call them UA, UAVs, quads, um, quads, I mean, all kinds of stuff. Tricopters. You know? oh. Yep. For, <laughs> for, the, for the lay person, though, if somebody who's, if I walk up and say, yeah, I fly quadcopters, and they don't know, I mean, you, then you have to start to define what that is. It's a lot easier to call it a drone. Um but words do matter, specifically in this case. Um, so being lumped in with a bunch of military, uh, basically munitions, uh, is not where we want to be as a hobby. Um, so, so what uh, is they this go article on to, recommending? So basically they go on to say uh, defense technologies are overseen and regulated based, uh, based on how they are classified with when incorrect terminology is used and accepted, national security leaders risk making bad policy based on misperceptions. Given how advanced aerial systems, guidance, data links, and weapons have proliferated, these lines will become blurred if we're not mindful about how we classify and reference them. Um, so the problem here is how, how defining something so basely, um, so... They basically go, it undercuts our ability to export UAVs to our allies and partners, driving them into the arms of our adversaries. Current U.S. policy treats larger UAVs like they were weapons themselves, um, like they were nuclear-tipped intercontinental ballistic missiles or cruise missiles, because a UAV in a modern sense had not been invented when the governing policy was created. So um, I think in the military, there's a... I think he's pushing for a essentially a more literal definition of of what the units are so like the switchblade uh essentially what they they are is uh, loitering munitions so they launch them they kind of sit above the battlefield and then when it senses uh or when they identify a target it then goes into action and essentially kamikazes itself into said tank um or whatever else the target is. So um, they are essentially like little helicopters that just sit and wait. Um, so loitering munitions makes sense, whereas the term drones to identify a broad swath of things causes issues with policies. So that's kind of where they're going with the article. It's a little long. I'm not going to you know, <laughs> go super into it, but I agree in terms of terminology, using the correct terminology. Uh, uh, what we do and 
distinguishing ourselves versus the military side of things. <laughs> yeah, I'm all in favor of trying to be more specific and not to use the word drone for everything because it definitely gets confusing and uh, it okay. seems like it it's already potentially causing issues within the FAA and regulations and Congress and everybody using the word drone and not necessarily always talking about the same thing. Right. So uh, definitely pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, with that, that's all I've got. Um, Dave, what you got for us, sir? Um, not a lot going on. Um, got a fair backup of uh, action items, but uh, still working with the uh, drone safety team. Uh, and that's on um, on a uh, sub-project having to do with uh, ASRS. And uh, that's uh, moving along, held our uh, second meeting today. Uh, we have, there is a, an interim report coming out of or go, uh, that will be presented at the AAAC, the Advanced Aviation Advisory Committee, erstwhile the DAC. And that's um, uh, Alex will be there in person. Uh, I'll be sitting watching uh, from YouTube. And uh, uh, the tasking group 13 will be uh, briefly represented, probably with a request to uh, continue as uh, and uh, present their findings at the at the subsequent uh, DAC. And uh, we're continuing uh, work on uh, comments into the 2023 FAA Reauthorization Act. And a couple other things, but uh, they're in the background. Alex? What you got, buddy? Uh, just finished IO. It's a blast. Um, Where Alex plays there, you should have been for intermediate class because he's awesome. Eh. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> um, Congratulations! But, Great job, Alex. Yeah. Uh, if you're interested at all, drone safety day is technically uh this Saturday, right? Yeah. Technically, it's this Saturday. Um, whether you do anything or anyone around you doing anything for it, uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> but that's coming up. Then there's uh, Flight Fest coming up. Yep. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. Alex, so, Alex is stealing my, my topic here. <laughs> When you when Josh was going to ask me what's <laughs> Dan, do you have anything? I was going to say <laughs> I wanted to reiterate that there's some dates people need to know and some events and some things coming up <laughs> uh, yeah. here in June, uh, such as Drone Safety Day coming up this weekend. Uh, and then let's see. What, after that is is that Flight Fest that's coming up next? Yeah, June twenty three yes. through twenty three through twenty six June. June twenty three through twenty six. Malvern, Ohio, and Josh and I will be there. So everybody needs to drive to Ohio and meet Dave and Josh. I just and... went to Ohio. <laughs> Time to go back. Should have stayed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And tell us more about what are you two guys doing specifically at Flight Fest? So we've got a couple of things going on. Um, we are going, basically, we are in charge of putting on the FPV side of the event. So uh, we will have uh, uh, some space in uh, the tents uh, for troubleshooting. So if you've got some issues, you can come 
bring us your box of parts so we can try and help you get that put back together and get you up in the air. Um, we are probably going to be doing a talk or two, uh, or three or four, um, and regarding, you know, some of the upcoming, uh, regulations, uh, probably talking about, uh, some of the things we're looking at for the 2023 reauthorization act, that kind of thing. Um, and I think we're going to be looking uh, at uh, getting people up in the air uh, with FPV uh, uh, fixed wing, uh, which would be uh, we're looking at the uh, Flurkin, right, Dave? And uh, as well as the FT Gremlin uh, for a quad. Uh, we've got race gates that we're going to have set up. Um, so you can uh, now we're not hosting a race. Um, but uh, we are, uh, so you can, if you're there and you want to try your hand at uh, shooting some gates, we'll have uh, those set up. Um, and uh, yeah, quite a bit going on for four days. Cool. Um, and then I think yeah, the anticipate, go ahead, anticipated, uh, what is it, about 2,000 pilots. And so this is definitely one of the largest RC events in the world. Look, Don't all turn your VTXs it. on at the same time. Absolutely <laughs> not. We've got we've got rules. We've got stations. We've got good advice from Alex as to good practices from multi GP. So yeah, we're definitely we're armed we'll with careful with about dance that. frequency charts too. <laughs> you just have to remember that with you. You gonna print out a couple copies? It's on Laminate my phone. Them. I've already got it on my phone. <laughs> All right. So and then um, so let's see yeah. after. Flight Fest, I suppose, is the next event that's coming up that we already touched on a little bit is the AAAC. And that, again, was June 20... 30th. 30. June 30th. Okay. Yeah, Wasn't there then also a um, Beyond Visual Line of Sight um, Ooh, event on coming the 22nd. up? Good catch. 5.30 that's on p.m. Eastern, June, June 22nd. And yeah, that will can. be live streamed by the FAA, correct? And that's where yep. people are given the chance to, I don't know, tell, react to the Beyond Visual Line of Sight uh, ARC committee report? Yeah. Yes. So we'll have to make sure we, we do a better job of advertising that when, when the day gets here, which is yeah, uh, next, coming up next, soon. Next, right, next week. Um, Wednesday. And then, like we already talked about, there's that comment period for the FCC's uh, frequency thing. Um, I think that's all the things I had on my list that are coming up here by the end of June. So, busy time. Sure, I sure would like when... to see a uh, um, CBO thing <laughs> sometime, you know, this year at least. Okay. So, um, if you're looking at uh, Drone Safety Day, there's a, a couple of events going on. Um, uh it's uh let's see we've got uh penn state university um uh, hosting uh a some kind of event we've got uh drone safety session from albany georgia we've got uh puerto rico drone academy hosting something women in drones um we got drones are the good guys that might be a good one um no before you fly virtual event looks like that's a virtual webinar um, airspace, auth airspace authorizations and waivers for part 107. Do you want to drop um, a link to this page that you're reading these from? Absolutely. Um, be Inside patient with website. the page. It's it's a little <laughs> slow. Uh, 
this is the event page. Let me get to the, the basic page here. Um, all right. Um, coffee and drone discussion. Right? Hey, that's super cool. Um, so a bunch of different stuff going on. Um, so uh, definitely fairly active. So uh, check out the events. See if there's something that interests you. Uh, definitely drop in. And I imagine a lot of these are going to be virtual events. Um, so. Oh no, this one's going to be in person. So uh, this would be from 930 to 10.30 at the hub. I would imagine that's some place specific there um, at Penn State. Uh, and so yeah, check these out. See if there's any events that you're local to or if they are uh, virtual events. I think I can actually. There we go. So yeah, quite a few virtual events this week. Something interesting with that website is there's also a page on there where it shows a map of all the drone pros. So, and where they are. Yeah. Unlike the FA safety team website, this one has a map for those drone pros. Interesting. At least it should somewhere. Was that not right down when he was scrolling that map, or was that a map? Uh, no, that's for, that's a drone day of. Was a, oh, okay. It might be on was the main. They... It might be on the main NCAT website. Oh, okay. I did see something the other day with a map for drone pros. Um. Because they've been working on that. And I know I'm on that because I checked the map, of course. <laughs> I had to see if I was there. I don't know. You find it, post it. Um, that's definitely helpful uh, for uh, the drone pros. They're, they're kind of uh, volunteers for the FAA. Um, who are pretty knowledgeable can help you uh, with a lot of the regulation and, and that kind of stuff. So definitely check that out. All right. Uh, anybody else got anything? Nope, not me. All right. I think we'll wrap it up. Um, Y'all have a great night. Good talk. See you guys in two weeks. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Right out of, uh, right after flight test. Hopefully you'll be test. all, yeah, recovered from your travels and ready to go. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I got to get to the airport at 3 a.m. That's Ouch. <laughs> all right, take it easy, guys. <laughs>